Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 273. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and look who's back, my co-host, Case. Brother, how you doing? I survived. Um, no, I've been, uh, you know what I've been doing? I've been watching The uh, the Last Dance. It's on Netflix now. Um, and you know what I've kind of realized? Um, I, I think Michael Jordan and I have a lot in common. Uh, you know, I don't really... Obviously, I don't have, you know, his drive or his talent or, you know, his body or anything. But but other than those things, I think we're a lot alike. Yeah, you know, I, I think I see it. I, I really believe I... I, I never mind. <laughs> I can't even, right? I mean, I, just, I can't even. All right, so, hey, we got a great show. What are you trying um, to say? <laughs> I'm just trying to move on. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, Ford Field is prepping up for the fans. We're going to tell you what to expect so far. They had a letter go out to the season ticket holders. We'll get up in in, in on that. Uh, I got a little bit of inf- inside info on college football from number 81 at Georgia Tech. Um, about what's going on with the ACC, and that may be indicative of things going other where, other, going on other places. No bad news yet, but there's a lot of stuff going good. Uh, also, there's a lot of bad lions in our history, and we'll talk about that. As a matter of fact, we'll we'll take your calls on that as well. So be in there, be be ready for that. We'll get to that. Warren Sharp, Sharp Football, interesting lions preview. Some real a real interesting piece, and this is the kind of data that I would expect our team to react to. So we'll talk about that. That a whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? Just trying to be like Mike. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, couple of quick announcements first. Check this out, help us out. On the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Um, we got to give a special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Of course. I think that was a, that sounded like a Jeff version. That's a good one. That's good. There's, <laughs> there's, there was a little talk about how to maybe put I, I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, very first donor, Mathis, Brian B. I prevail. I prevail band.com. You can join all them and us at patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Hit us up in the, you'll get access to the Slack, which is the most intelligent Lions chat. And now we've got, I mean, we've got barbecue, we've got beer, we've got all kinds of other channels as well, but it's the most intelligent Lions chat you will find on the internet. And we might even touch on a little of that later <laughs> about a different place. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Case. In no pants. In no pants. Okay. It's supposed to be with, I messed it up, but that's okay. That's okay. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions 
Podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you find us, we're there. Give us a review, five-star review. We appreciate those. And if you have some criticism or like us to do some work on the podcast, hit us up in the subreddit. We always read those things and we'll interact and see what it is that uh, you think would make it better. It is a community show. And as part of the community, it is your job to help us become a better show. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. Fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And okay, Case, let's 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 talk about it. I think the first thing is I want to talk about is college football. Okay, because okay. It's, that's the first football of the year always, and especially now without the preseason. You know, it's this time of year, right? When training camp usually about starts, you're at your wits' end, starving, starving, dying for football. Okay, and then training camp starts and you get a little flavor and then you get the Hall of Fame game. You got hard knocks and college football starts. It's the whole ramp up. Right. And right now it just feels like nobody knows. It feels like nothing. And there's there's this big chunk of the heart that's been ripped out and, and, and missing. I have an insider, like I said, number 81 at Georgia Tech. <laughs> I love that, that he, that's his number, even though Calvin was 21. Um, also known as the North, North Avenue Trade School, just so you know. <laughs> Um, they're waiting for the word from the ACC director. Um, the ACC conference director is supposed to give them the word on what's supposed to happen. What's supposed to happen this week. As of yesterday, no word, no word at all. And we don't know why, what, where, what happened. Um, having a little bit of technical glitch. Sorry about that. Um, so we're still waiting on that, but what they have done is they have started working out. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they were in the doing weights only workout, but uh, Tuesday of this week, they began small teams practice. Um, so they, they are on their way to work. So there's a little bit of hope, I think, in there. But um, I think college football here may be one of the things that helps lead the way. There's a lot of example, a lot of precedent that needs to be set in order to figure other things going forward. Although I, I will say, you know, it, it sounds today like the NFL and the NFLPA is very close to finally figuring out what their plan is, um, whether or not that plan will hit major hitches, you know, um, as we get closer to the season, that's almost impossible to tell right now. Got it. Got it. Yep. So there's a lot, there's a lot to work through on this and, um, we're a little bit worried, a little bit nervous about having, so I made a bet with somebody, uh, that we would have a, a season, uh, this year. It was only a beer. And he's in L.A., and so we figured in 2023, one of us is going to be able to collect when we can finally travel. But um, the idea is, will we or will we not have a a season here? So um, we shall find out how that goes very shortly. So, um, okay. I bet on having one, but only by a hair. I bet on having a season because there's just way, way too much money involved. Um, they're they're, they're going to do it. I'm just telling you, there's, they're going to do it in some way, shape, or form. I don't care if they just have a straight couple of division games and the division winners kind of have a round-robin playoff kind of a thing, something like that. There will be some form of a season this year. So there you go. Um, with the idea of the season, though, right? I mean, what's the logistics? There's the seating piece. Where will people sit in the stadiums, right? And mm-hmm. there, there was a note that came out from the Lions to season ticket holders today. And I want to talk about this really quick. Um, 
Lions say, as we continue to prepare to host fans at Ford Field for Lions games this fall, we want to provide an important update. We're working diligently with the NFL, the city of Detroit, and the state of Michigan to ensure we have appropriate measures in place to protect the health of our players, coaches, and fans. Many of these measures will change the game day experience you've come to expect at Ford Field, which has been greatly improved. I might editorialize there. Uh, The most prominent change will be the number of fans allowed to attend games at Ford Field. Though capacity restrictions have not yet been determined by the government officials, we're anticipating reduced seating capacity with socially distanced seating. Capacity reduction will impact season ticket memberships as we will unable, be unable to unoffer members the customary and previously assigned seat locations. Once Michigan State government regulations are established and the NFL finalizes specific game day protocols, we will provide further updates regarding seating options for the 2020 season. Our season ticket members are the lifeblood of the Detroit Lions football, and we sincerely appreciate your patience as we continue preparing for the upcoming season and will work to provide further updates as they become available. This is a 180-degree turn from at the end of last season when they sent notes to season ticket holders saying hey you know maybe we'll take your tickets away if you're not going to show up and you sell your tickets <laughs> i mean this is a complete 180 crazy absolutely crazy to me uh, well i think that it was an easy way to um you know kind of sweep the backlash that they got after that under the rug not have to you know not have to really think about it in any real way so yeah i think this is a holy i mean i think if nothing would have changed had covid not happened but now they recognize that a diminished experience means less people were going to want to pay and be there they know mm-hmm. they can get more out of season tickets than they can out of joe six pack that's just buying a one game thing and they're terrified i think about what revenues are going to be and how they can maximize them and i think now they came back with their tail between the legs because they weren't feeling their oats quite so much mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's really the situation more than anything else so um all right i gotta make a quick drink i didn't have a chance all right so we got that going on uh as far as what el- on the game day experience what else do you expect might happen case okay, so what other changes can you foresee well, God, I mean, if you think about it and you think about, you know, six feet, it's it, figuring out what they're going to allow in the stadiums is, I mean, it's, it's really tough to predict. Um, and I mean, it, I've been to a couple of restaurants, um, North Dakota's not on lockdown. Um, and you know, we, we still have a relatively low, you know, um, although percentage wise, we're near the top, um, of new cases every day, but, uh, that's largely because we didn't take the precautions that other people did because we didn't think we had to, because we're so isolated out here. But anyway, sorry, that's way off the point. Um, it's hard to picture how, how many people you can get into a stadium and how much distance you're going to be able to put between people. Um, and it's going to look really weird when you look out at the crowd and there's, you know, there's like, a few hundred people out there as opposed to, you know, did you see the tens of thousands? Thing? Did you see the cardboard people for the Dodgers game? Yeah, I think that's dumb. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. I, honestly, I've heard about it a couple I mean, times today, but I, I mean, haven't had a chance to look because I've been working all day. It's cute. And maybe it's something you can do once, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's a, like a permanent solution. I think, yeah, no. And I, I watched a major league soccer match. Um, and they, they just, the cameras mm-hmm. never panned up. Like you never mm-hmm. saw mm-hmm. The, the the stadium seating at all. It was just like the the cameras all just sat right above the like the play the field of play, and right. it's that was a weird thing to like not see the camera angles change and not to see panning around the stadium. I, and I think you can do that pretty a lot easier at a football game. 
when you're doing the side to side view, you know, the, the down the line of scrimmage view. Cause yeah. right, when we were at the Tampa game, I, I tried so many times. We were like the second row and I never really got a good shot of myself. I was a blur at one point when the camera lifted a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be fine as to in keeping the, the, the video or the view of the, um, the spectators out of it. I think the crowd noise is going to be a big thing. That's going to be yeah. odd, but I've, I've really picked up on UFC. I've, I've enjoyed it a great deal since they've come back. Um, mm-hmm. And actually with baseball coming back, my, my favorite line is I really can't wait to start not watching baseball again. Uh, right. <laughs> but the uh, UFC has been absolutely great. The thing that's real interesting about it, though, is to hear some of those hits and those kicks without the crowd drowning out the sound. Oh, I'm sure it's like, whoa, Oh, that's crazy. I mean, this yeah. it, it's a whole new element. So for me, in a weird way, it's made UFC really, really interesting and exciting. And, and again, I wasn't a huge fan before. I'd casually watch if it was on or whatever, but I've been like every weekend on it now. Just it's been great. Sure. It's been a lot of fun. So I got something. What about the the officials? We've got players that aren't playing. We talked, you know, they could they probably be more injury prone. They probably might not be in shape. But what about the officiating, right? That whole the whole training camp where they do the seminars, the players, the yeah. points of emphasis, that whole thing. Well, do we have our special guest today? Do you want to call him? I, I mean, I uh, I well, all I'm going to say is, I'll, I'll, all I'm going to say is, he's talked about how you know preseason games are are you know that's preseason for the refs too. Yeah, let's call him. So. Let's call. Him. I didn't tell him I was going to call him. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought we should. <laughs> right? Let's just do it. I'll come. Surprising. He's all a, right. He's a cool guy. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to picture it not being a little bit sloppy, you know. Yeah, yeah. and and there are probably going to be some games decided by things that you know. Hey, it's Chris, man. How you doing? We're on the we're on the the emergency. What 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 happened? (laughs) Nothing, nothing happened. We're all good. Uh, We're on the show though, so so don't call me all the things you usually call me. We we got to keep our. Our, our appearances up. Um, so it, w- there was rumors. We were talking about it. We we're talking about some of the changes to the the league. And yeah. there's rumors that you had a show where you were disparaging the refs and saying that they were going to be terrible this year. And we just wanted to clarify and get a quote um, before you know before things got out of hand and some of the guys like that used to think of you as like someone to look up to started thinking. Differently. I was I was disparaging the refs. Yeah, that's what and, we heard. And- I mean, the only time I would do that is if, you know, the typical when they screw the Lions over, then I would disparage them. But other than that, I can't imagine. I don't remember disparaging the, the refs. That, that's my people. Well, I, well that's know. what I thought. But there's all this talk about how you said they're going to be terrible with no preseason or something. Was that what you said? I didn't get to listen to yours. Dean, what is it? Good Calls with Dean Blandino? Yes. Podcast, yes number yes. five on iTunes right now? Yes, sure. <laughs> I, would I, no, I think I just said that it's a more of a challenge without – Without the preseason, I mean, the officials use the preseason just as much as the players to get to get prepared and get ready. Um, and you always use the preseason as from a from a supervisory role to letting the officials know kind of where you know what what you want called, what you don't want called, and because the games don't you know they don't count in the standings, you can you know you're not negatively impacting teams by throwing flags. So. Without a preseason, it's just going to be that much harder. Um, but we're all in the same boat right now with uh, players, coaches, officials. Without a preseason, it's just going to be season regular season week one will uh, will look a little look a little different. A little different. It, it won't be the 
the ref's fault, except in the Lions game, right? So, <laughs> no, exactly. no, we we have great faith in the officiating. Although, you know, I bet by week three we're back with the hashtag hire Blandino again, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. I think, you know, everybody's concerned about, for, for good reason, obviously, COVID and everything else. But I, but I think Lions fans will... Certainly, hopefully we get a season and Lions fans will settle into that comfort zone of by week three, the world is against us and we, uh, you know, we're not getting any calls. Why? why well, we- unlike, unlike Washington, we're not paying off the refs. Well, if they paid, if they were paying off the refs, they need to get their money back because right, they, right. there was not a very good return on that investment. No. <laughs> All right. Anything? Are they still going to do the the world tour ahead of time, talking about points of emphasis and everything during tra- training camp? Is that still in the in the idea? Or yeah, I don't know. Or? Yeah, I think virtually. I, I don't think you're going to have additional people at training camp. Um, so I don't know if officials are going to be able to get. Uh, you know, participate like they have in years past. Mm-hmm. I think there will be certainly virtual se- sessions. The officials have, have been have been having virtual clinics and and sessions, Zoom calls, things like that, things like that. And and I think uh, you know, training camp. I don't know if officials are going to be there. It's probably might be a virtual thing or maybe a combination. Awesome. Are you still going to be on Fox with us? Yeah, and, yeah, I'll and be we there. know every time you wear a blue tie, it's giving a shout out to the Lions, right? It's like a, a little undercover. Always, nod. that's that's always. I, whenever I always ask the wardrobe people to to give me a a, a blue, you know, a, a combination of blue, something blue, so I can re- represent. There you go. There you go. All right. Perfect. Right. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate it. I'm 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 interested to see. Everything's going to be one of those kind of um, those those dry runs on on the fly. And uh, I think I think the officials are probably the one constant we'll be able to probably rely on the most. But like you said, there's there's still you know there's still going to be a little rust in there, and and, and it's going to be interesting to see how they how they make that work. Oh, no question. But but they'll make it work. And I think coaches and players, everybody, what we've learned is they adjust. And so if there's one preseason game or, or four or zero, I think we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see everyone adjust. All right. All right. Thanks, Dean. Have a good one. All right, buddy. All right, guys. Take care. All right. We'll see you. All right. Cheers. Bye. Should we call anyone else? Do you really just call them up? <laughs> <laughs> no warning. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? In Should we call Blair Brand Center? <laughs> I got Burleson too. Should we call Burleson? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. I got a couple of people. We could just we'll give Fonz another call. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I got the Rolodex is getting is getting more and more. So we'll think. Let's go. All right. So there he is. Server makes a lot booty thick. That's right. Oh my god. Where is that? I've I've chained this whole thing around. Oh, there he is. Oh my god. It it is Sir Mix a lot booty thick. There we go. Okay, got to get all my uh, this thing back in back in the swing of thing. We change things around. That's why we're having a little bit of technical issues. We got to bring this all back together. But that's why we do it in the preseason, right, Case? Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. We get a preseason. <laughs> Let's move on with the state of the NFL being a wreck and all these different people being a wreck. Now we have the generalized consensus that Bob Quinn is the worst GM in the NFL. I think everybody holds that opinion. And if we had our way today, he would be on the street and we would be without a GM before even week one of the preseason would have hit. Is that, is that the consensus case? It seems to be. Are, are you People didn't like it when I suggested otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? What do you know, Case? Well, I don't. I don't know a lot, but I know a few things. Um, I, I know that you know 
barring Stafford's injury, that he'd be about a 500, you know, record as a GM, which I'm not trying to defend a 500 record as, you know, something phenomenal, but it's, uh, it's, it's not worse in the league. <laughs> um, I know that he has had average success drafting players. So all it comes down to for a lot of people is the records the last two years right. and, and hating Patricia. And again, <laughs> that it seems like a lot of people are just super willing to ignore that. I mean, they'd have been a 500 team last year, you know, one way or the close one way or the other, if Stafford had missed half the year. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to defend a 500 record. Like that's not something to aspire to. Oh, I think that's but it isn't worst in the league either. Is that what you're, you're accused of? And I have to get the suburb up because I'm sure there were some choice words that I could use to scratch some scabs for you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, anytime anyone part of the part of the issue and and I have a side tangent about um, the state of, I think, the Detroit Lions subreddit um, and the mindset there. Um, but anytime at this point that you try to say anything, anything even remotely positive about Bob Quinn or Patricia, you're just going to get annihilated. Um, and uh, I mean, not in a well thought out argument kind of way, but in a, you know, people saying you can't really believe that, or how do you justify this? Or how do you justify that? And I'll go ahead and I'll justify those things to them. And they, but it's not going to, that's not going to change anybody's opinion. The opinion for the vast majority is set. And, and it almost feels like these people don't want Bob and Matt to have success. And, and it feels like they'll be actively rooting against them this year, even if they're having a solid year. And that's a, that is an unfortunate place to be as a fan, I think. Um, and, and I'm not, and, you know, we've gone back and forth on this. Uh, I know that you are maybe a little bit more loyal towards Patricia that or I, toward, towards Quinn, I should say than I am, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm neutral on it. I'm not a slappy and I'm not, you know, he's the worst thing in the world. And one article saying, I think he actually in the article um, said he was the second worst out of the, however many they actually ranked. Cause I don't think they ranked all of them, excluding guys who'd only been there, you know, this is the first season, that kind of thing. Um, and I just think if you, if you look at the entire tenure of his career, he's most certainly not the second worst, uh, the right things that right now aren't great, but he's average. I, I think he's an average GM. I don't think, and, and again, that's not something I as, want the team to aspire to, but I also think it blows it way out of proportion. And it, it reminds me of every, how every team, unless you have an elite unit, thinks that their OL is absolute garbage. Everybody's OL is garbage. Just because you think yours is terrible doesn't actually mean it's the worst. It's bad, maybe, but it's not the worst. OL is one of the the, 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 the toughest position groups in the game right now just because of the athleticism of the players you're facing, right? It, it's just that everything's kind of stacked against you. Yeah. And it, it's tough to be a good unit on offensive line, even with a bunch of good players. Like you said, unless you have an elite unit, everyone hates their offensive line or, 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 yeah. or says it's close, but it's, it's still garbage. Um, and to my point about our Detroit Lions um, changing over time. And I, I don't think it's, it's not specific to that subreddit. It's, you know, it's, I've seen it happen to other subreddits. It happened to RNFL a long time ago. And you, you um, know it's just, you the, 
just for those that aren't redditors it's slash r slash yeah name, right not o-u-r nfl o-u-r detroit right Lions, right right um it, it as the population continues to explode the you know if a 60 percent majority feels this way about something and a 40 percent minority feels this way about it the larger the population gets the easier it is for that 60% majority to completely drown out the 40%. And so I still see, and I still think the suburb is a valuable place, especially as a news aggregate um, and as a place to um, do various things and have conversations, but it, it's getting, it gets more and more difficult to have a conversation uh, with anybody willing to listen to you when it, it has just also become more and more and more of an echo chamber for that, you know, slim majority it's 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 the art of the shout down right like all social media the bigger it gets the the more certain loud voices kind of drown out others and and the more a gestalt is kind of kind of created where you either go like i mean look the meme thing that went through there for so long we've kind of gotten away from that I'm, I'm i'm fine you know it was fun while it lasted it was fine um but it was it it flooded out everything else, right? And there's mm-hmm. there's certain kind of circle um, agreements that uh, <laughs> that um, that people get into, and then they it becomes kind of the the standard kind of um, thinking for the for the group, right? And if if you it's don't think you're an more and person. more. right, and it's gotten oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead, it's gotten more and more difficult. And, and I, I have said in the past many times, and I, I truly believe this to be true to an extent, although not as much as it used to be, people would always complain that, you know, they got downvoted because the, they had a, their opinion went against the grain. And I think 99% of the time, those people complaining about that just didn't do a good job of arguing their point. And if you, if you argued your point, you know, I, and there were many times that I had gone against the grain and still got, you know, people saying, well, I disagree, but I am this, 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 I understand where you're coming from and that kind of thing. That seems to be getting harder and harder to do there. Yeah. The the upvote downvote system is, it's, it's, it's relatively a good system, but it's, it's inherently flawed in its own ways as well. Yeah. And, 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 and and I, I, I tend really not to care about those. I, for a while I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, but you start realizing it's just like, it's the same thing as the video games build. It's that dopamine hit to keep you addicted. The more little likes you get on social media, the more you're addicted and the more you get into it and ding, 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 dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. That's, that's all that the whole system is, is about once you can disregard it, and and get to there's a lot of great places on Reddit where you can have nuanced conversations about a lot of things and learn a lot of things. I mean, I've read it in that way has been great. The, the Detroit Lions subreddit, the nuance of conversation is gone, and it's it's now about it's like a, a different a long form Twitter where you can bring the the snark or you can bring down the hammer on somebody or or whatever else rather than actually using that ability of the long form to have a more nuanced discussion. And that's what I really really miss. I mean, I think I mean back, that's what drew me to it in the first place. What was it know? like? Nine, ten thousand users when we started the podcast in the subreddit. Something like that. It was yeah. under it was under ten thousand. Um and the conversations were, were crazy. And and there was I learned so much yeah, back then from, from people say. who knew a lot more than I did about football. There's so many things um, I got and, wrong. <laughs> you know what I right. learned from, right? I mean, <laughs> and I I was I had a lot of stupid, you know, it, it back then I was very stats like oriented and I felt that everything could be answered with statistics and, and that if you try to argue against a statistic by saying, you know, I test or something like that, then you were just being ignorant. 
mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. And it's because of a lot of those conversations I had where people opened my eyes to the various nuances and things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, it goes into the whole thing, a conversation that I've had many times about PFF and, and where I think their shortfallings are and, and how they've gotten better over the years and that kind of thing too. But, um, I don't it's, know, you it know, goes, it's, it's goes, just, it's, here's, here's the thing about the statistics, right? And this, I, I want to clear up something from last week as well, because we always steer away from politics, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that intersects with football right now that can kind of bleed into that space. And we got off on a conversation about masks and, and, and the data and all that stuff last week. I want to just restate that the whole point there was data has been skewed by people with political ends on both sides of the spectrum. Right. What we wind up with is really, really bad data and you can't make good decisions on bad data. That's all we're saying. There was no claim you shouldn't wear masks or everything was fake or anything. And some people took away like they took off ramps to different points in the conversation. It's just it's really, really hard because people tried, you know, all political people out there, you know, 90 percent, whatever the number is, uh, tried to manipulate the data to hurt the other team and make their team look good. And that's one of the the biggest problems in even in the in the subreddit. Right. My team, I'm team this, your team that. And we're going to argue this thing to the very, very end because you're in group or out group or whatever else. So I just want to clarify that statistics can be used to tell two different stories of the same numbers. Right. Right. And and that's that's the part where it's the interpretation of the statistics and then standing on your interpretation as being the only way that's possible to interpret that data and that's incorrect and then when you add a lot of things you can say look the lion's record is the be-all end-all on the quality of the coaching we had it has nothing to do with matthew stafford being injured it has nothing to do with the kc or the green bay officiating debacles it has nothing to do with tj hawkinson being injured it has nothing to do with half the roster being injured in a game last year nope it's strictly the win-loss record and that means we have a bad coach and a bad gm well that would probably be a bad take I am in a place with this team. I've been, I remember Billy Sims being drafted. I talked about that, right? When we interviewed him, he was one of my favorite of all time. I just love Billy Sims. He's a great guy. But I mean, I think back over all these years and the ups and downs of the teams and the, the, the one playoff win and all that kind of stuff. I've been patient with this team for a long time. And I don't think that having a tantrum and throwing out what we have after what they start with, everyone wants to say we had a nine and seven team. Right. When when uh, when Quinn took over and and, and so on. And um, we, we did. But we had no depth when Quinn took over. We got stuck with a giant cap hit for Calvin Johnson. Now we're the third best cap in the league. That, that kind of speaks to some pretty good strategy. He started with no depth, a couple of stars, a mutilated cap. And it takes time to come back from that. It takes time to fix that kind of thing. And then a broken culture that has been broken since. Um, I would say actually since Wayne Fonts is not that he broke oh, it, well, yeah. Yeah, not I mean, that Wayne yeah. Fonts broke it, but it's, it doesn't get, and it wasn't any different from then to Schwartz till, you know, till Quinn and Patricia got here. And I'm going to tell you whether they stay or not, right. If they have a year where they they go seven wins on a 16 game season or less, I, 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 I see them go. I will think it's probably a mistake, but I will understand. And it's time to move on. It's a, that's the profession. That's the way it goes. But I'll tell you, they'll go be successful somewhere else. And, and we're going to, we're going to have that same old lions. Yep. They fired him before they let him get good. We wouldn't do, you know, that's going to be the narrative from the same people, right. That cycled about getting, getting them out. Now it's just, the, the, it's this whole thing over time. That, that you don't get. You get a lot of people that become very passionate fans, but with the Lions, you don't get a whole long game on that because you get frustrated mm-hmm. and burnt out pretty quick and you got the next generation of, of passionate fans rolling. So they don't have this kind of time base of kind of looking at this in perspective. There's a significant shift that's happening. And even if 
we say at the end of this year that those guys have to go and we're going to change. There was a there was there was a real move to change the culture. Guys in the locker room that hey were great players and fan favorites, but were not good for the locker room. I think the the, the change that they're making to this team is going to be beneficial even after they're gone. There you go. That's my. And it, I think you know GMs. It, it, it's somewhat like uh, uh, the presidency, where a new regime comes in and. When things, you know, bad things that are happening, like in this instance, the the cap space um, happen or good things happen to that group right away. They don't they get attributed to that GM when when that stuff, you know, early on and it can take a long time to fix those things and turn those things around. Look at Sean Um, McVay, right? That, that first right. year, and then now, like the first year, if, if you ran into him in the kitchen once or bumped into him in a restaurant, you were getting hired as a coach somewhere, right? And now, eh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So, there you yeah, go. No, okay. that's about um, all I have to say on those topics. So, yeah, so. <laughs> this is the Bob Quinn thing. And, and again, I'm not saying Bob Quinn's the best GM in the NFL. I'm saying Bob no. Quinn got a tough, tough, tough shot in the beginning, and the, the history is yet to be written. Now, I will say, there's somebody who um, is, well, let me, okay, we're going to do this. We'll, we'll open up the call. We're going to keep going with the show, but we're going to have a quick conversation on this. The question to you is, who are your all-time least favorite Lions? Okay. And it comes out of um, the guy that my, the very, very, one of the very worst, the, one of the, the draft picks I immediately reacted the worst to in Eric Ebron. And it's only because he had a, had a tweet Showing how little Eric Rebron can math, he says, um, not having a season, the Lions will finally have a winning one. Now, I'm not sure how you, you get that math done, because that sounds like a, at best a 500, right? <laughs> if you don't play any games. So, uh, Eric, yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but he's back at... Zero times zero is still zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's back at chirping at fans, because... He can't strip on the field because he can't hold on the ball. The only thing he can't drop is his attitude. So anyway, the, the, he's 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 out there. He's doing his thing, and I don't I don't want to hang on him for as, as a thing. But he yeah, just see, I, I don't him. hate him as much as I just don't care about him, to be honest. But that's yeah. I know a lot of I know a lot of people have a lot of animosity towards him. So yeah, 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 and I and I understand. I, I get it. I I knew he was going to be bad. I had hope. And I had hope and I and I held out, but he's just he's I just knew it from day one. It was a terrible, terrible pick. And so anyway, I mean, he, 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 well, I'm going to say that's in the line of T's table territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, it, there was a conversation also in the subreddit last week that we didn't get to in the show. We want to talk about who are your all time least favorite lines. And I've got my three. Okay, so, think. So, yeah, so you go ahead. because I'm going to have to think about this yep. for a minute. Yep. I know. I, we So just so you know, we literally do about five or ten minutes of prep on these shows. We get some bullets together this week cases case has been jammed as you notice he hasn't been on the show forever so i've been trying hold up hold up hold up no calls yet <laughs> um the uh so i just kind of put it together for us this week so we could get going so this is this is all new stuff um okay so let's talk about this um my three least favorite lions eric ebron is just at the top of the list because he's just such a dolt i mean it, it's not not even that he's just a bad player that he's just so dumb about it he's he's been hated everywhere he's left right some people henny youngman one of my favorite one-liner comedians his deal was some people bring uh joy wherever they go other people's bring joy whenever they go and eric is the latter for sure whenever he leaves it seems everybody gets happy um Eric Ebron, Andre Ware. I'm going to reach back in time. Andre Ware, I I just can't stand it. He was a great quarterback, but he was a run and shoot quarterback. We picked him. I think it was tenth. No, it was he was seventh overall. 
um, was supposed to be the quarterback savior, and it was right around when we stopped doing the run and shoot offense, and he never he never caught on. He he just never was able to put it together. So Andre Ware was one of those total lions. You've got this great great quarterback. You're look you look like you finally got the guy, and and then he just falls to the floor. Just couldn't perform. So that one, and then the last one, and I was I was here for it. I was there. I was I did a Twitter thread about tickets from concerts and stuff I, I went to back in the eighties and stuff. And one of the things I uh, I showed was I had a, a, a ticket from the draft, the Lions draft at Ford Field when we uh, drafted Roy Williams. So way back in the day, right? Um, Mike Williams, though, a different Williams guy. We got him tenth overall, like like Ebron. Um, thirty seven catches for seventy five attempts. Marijuana charge and just a big lazy oaf. <laughs> I, I, he was another one we thought he could have brought so much if he would have if he would have just tried. Like it's the same same kind of thing as Eric. I think it's not. I don't want to say he's not trying, right? I, I think they have the skill, but I think there's something else in the way that, that's there. So, all right, Case, those were my my least favorites. What do you got for me? Um, I mean, it's it's still tough just because I can't think of very many that I truly didn't like there were some who disappointed or whatever um dominic rayola might fit in that just because of some of the shit he did <laughs> i like um, in the band to a battle that's <laughs> right um then again <laughs> part of me still kind of likes that just because you got somebody with an edge on the team you know that mm-hmm. that on the offensive line sometimes i think you need that um and that we may have drafted another player like that um but I mean, he's still somewhat inexcusable on some things. Um, then Cliff Averill, uh, mm-hmm. but not, I mean, his exit from Detroit, he just, I don't know why he felt the need to say so much when there was nothing like nothing was specifically to done to him, right. but he just felt he and still feels the need to say as much shit as he can possibly say. And I, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't respect it. Um, and then can I add the last one's a coach? Um, and that would oh, be I was do Mr. Coach a second, but go ahead. Go ahead. You that would him. be Mr. Lombardi. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah. I don't know how that huckster got talked himself into a job. Yeah. Um, he was, I, I've never seen a worse offensive coordinator in, in my way. entire time watching but the NFL. That's the nicest way I've ever heard it put. How that huckster talked himself into a job. That's absolutely <laughs> realistic. Hey, I think we've got our favorite man from the hit Netflix special Ozark on the phone. Brandon, is that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. All right, it's Friday, baby. I'm ready to dance. Let's get this weekend cooking. <laughs> it already is cooking. <laughs> oh man, who's your who's your you, least you favorite? You set up a webcam. <laughs> I don't I tell, I, I'll tell you, the least favorite pick of all time's got to be Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you had you had Millen on the that was leading, like, like that was drafting. He's a defensive guy. And what do they need? They need a defense in the worst way. They had two great, no, three of them. Three great players that lasted a long time or were terrific players. Sean Merriman, DeMarcus Ware, and the linebacker that played for uh, Kansas City for like 15 years. And all after after Mike Williams. Mike Williams, what did he do? Catch a pass and a touchdown in like three years' time? What a bum. <laughs> And uh, 
after everything was said and done, after everything was said and done in uh, the uh, NFL Network life of Millen, turned out that he was talked into it by one of his uh, uh, offensive guys, and Mooch went ahead and he he agreed with it. But then later on, well, I, I wasn't in on that decision. He's a bum, also, <laughs> and that's why he's sitting at a stupid desk trying to figure out why football's being played. You know. <laughs> What a dork. So it was bad. So Brandon, that, that was. Bad. Could you could you add some inflection or something? You don't seem very passionate about this at all. Well, you know, I, I'm sitting here just pound around on a typewriter. If you want, I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I Mike, you Mike Williams was it, it was such a waste. He was such a waste of a talent. You know what I mean? He had all the gifts yeah. he needed, and he just he just just pissed it away. And what was he the third? wide receiver in a row we took in the first round was that his, his yeah position? yeah it was i remember we were at ford field we ever so this is one of those things right i talk about when ebron was picked and, and my wife still is traumatized about the draft today based on my reaction because i just i just screamed the a wounded animal scream when we when we picked ebron in that draft ford field was not happy when we picked mike williams Right, you had all those folks. We 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 we, we were standing there, and it was like, I, and they were still trying to. That was what they still do the the camera, and they zoom in. They try to get a group of people, so it looks like a real t- t- intense crowd at the at the field. Right, and, all right, everyone cheer really loud. Okay, we're gonna announce it. Yay! Right, and then they, they kind of get to be. They had a hard time getting a group of people that was that was amped up about picking Mike Williams at all. It was it was really interesting to see. And those were I I years. thought it. I'm, I thought it. I thought at the time. Well, yeah, he could probably add. That would be great on the offensive side, and we'll we'll see. But after everything said and done, McMillan was all about defense, and he wanted a tough, hard-nosed defense with a really stout run game, and that didn't do anything for either one. Yeah. And uh, instead, he wound up getting a coach. It was just nothing but finesse. And, and uh and, and maybe in soft shell uh practices which he absolutely hated mm-hmm. and before you know it he got he got himself talked in a bunch of things that it, it's like his son said uh he said the one time he let himself get talked into something when he shouldn't have you know yeah. and, and uh it, it's funny i don't know if you guys ever were on uh message boards back then uh back during a million years oh. and that was back when the the net was really getting kind of started. The Detroit Lions had had a message board that fans could get on, and of course, all Ooh. it turned into was just Rip City. Yeah. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. And then the trolls on there was absolutely terrible. But one guy, <laughs> those are great days. used to come on there and great actually days. give some inside information that came true. Mm-hmm. And later on, he got out. It turned out to be Millen's son himself. Just another layer of incompetence that's really impressive. <laughs> those are the days when you would tie a note to a squirrel's leg and they would take it in and they would read it and type it in for you. Those those were those uh, were fun times. Those those were the heydays of the internet, right? When when stuff was uh, was for real. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. But uh, uh I, I tell you the truth though, it's just like Dan Miller says. The, the real thing that will cure all is winning, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. you look back. Now, now, Chris, I know you weren't back as far as uh, uh, Greg Landry and that team. No, I'm team. not as old as you. But, yeah, that team, 
was just getting the, the – it was the end of the terrific defensive players they had. They're all pretty much Hall of Famers, just like Green Bay. They just didn't have an offense. But that was towards the end of those guys' career, like Karras and like uh, uh, Lynn Barney was in his heyday and uh, Dick LeBeau and that bunch. And they really – I saw the game against Dallas that was 5 to nothing. Man, it was just nothing but knockdown, drag-out defense. Neither team could move the ball. And at one time, they pinned Dallas back into the, the – uh, they did a goal-line stand and got the ball back. The problem was the offense couldn't move the ball, and, the, and then Dallas got really great field position, and they got a field goal out of it. <laughs> and then uh, – well, no, wait a minute. They got the safety, and then they got the field goal because the Lions couldn't move the ball and it wound up being third and ten. And Landry goes back to pass in the end zone. Well, you know what happened. Yeah. Everybody knew they were rushing the passer, and that was the end of that. But but the team, I mean, the city was psyched. I mean, you know, finally, the Lions are doing something great. This is awesome. And then the uh, mediocrity happened, and then Billy Sims come along. And then look out. Here comes uh, 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 another one bites the dust. No, the silver rush. That was good times. Billy Sims. Smashing people, man. It was awesome. And then a little bit of mediocrity. And then Barry Sanders comes along. And then everybody knows about, about Barry Sears. So we just need that kind of, of, of let's, you know, show that this team can do something. And, and it came close with Stafford and Calvin. But like you said, there was no depth. And then when we got in the playoffs, it showed up. I mean, there was always a unit that was, bunch of third or fourth stringers trying to hold the phone and you know you play a playoff team and they are gonna bullseye that unit and kill them and that's oh, what they pretty much our, did yeah Dallas. even in 2011 our entire secondary was out we'd lost our running back oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And, and, was, yeah remember and there was one time somebody didn't even cover a wide receiver on the right side and right Reese just looked I mean, over the, oh hi boom you know, yeah, I'm not sure uh, I've ever. I'm not sure I personally have ever watched a worse secondary performance than both Week 17 of 2011 against the Packers and the playoff game against the Saints. It was just, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. And and, and I tell you what, even Dallas against the Dallas game, we had a weakness in a in the uh, nickel cornerback mm -hmm. that's when bailey uh, you know remember that's what uh and not bailey uh uh who is their 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 their, their slot guy uh oh. he's now playing for uh buffalo uh but he, oh, he was uh, just working yeah. his right and yes. left I and then after that of course yes. that's when Witten came five and the end that was the end right there but yeah. uh, uh but yeah i i'm with you guys it's uh hey, you know it's, it's this this team it has to almost seem like to take two steps back to really have a chance to have good, solid players. And all along, he's been adding decent players, but he don't have that real top guy. But and I kind of wonder if Hawk and Hawkins and Okuda are going to be those guys on well, defense and, and offense. And let's talk about this because this is, I think, this has been part of my my kind of thinking about what Bob's strategy is. Beasley. Beasley, Beasley yeah, Cole yeah, Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was going to bug me. This, yeah. Yep. So my, my, my thoughts on Bob's strategy is that 
he's he, if you look at this team, we've had we had Stafford and we had uh, Calvin, we had Barry and we had Robert Porsche. I don't know. We you know we we had a couple of guys that were stars, right? But never anybody else on the team. And what it looks like we've been doing is building out weird enough the mediocrity across the team and the depth across the team. And if you look at where we are on the cap. We're trying to draft some superstars, so like Hawk, like you said, may be that guy. I'd love to see what Swift does in the next couple of years. I'm really excited to see what what comes out of those legs of his. Um, but we've got money now to, to to spend on those stars, and now when we have those stars, it won't be just squandered money. We'll have a team of players that can support them and actually do something with it. But I think it's you know the stars keep people happy and excited and put butts in seats, but it's always that false hope. Right, because those guys can't do it themselves. They can't. You need mm-hmm. you need a team. There's no Super Bowl team in the last ten years that's won on the back of one or two people. Right. I mean, if you think about the Legion of Boom, it wasn't just one or two guys. It was that entire defense that exactly. that did it for them. And they had to have that. They had a good player at almost every single position, and they had good depth too. Yep. yep. And you think you take a team yep. like a like a. Um, like an eight and eight team or a nine and seven team, you get to that point with that that mediocre team, and you drop in like like the, look at the Broncos and they dropped in uh, Peyton Manning, right? Boom, superstar came right. and that's what put him over the hump. I'm not saying we're going to drop in Peyton Manning here in the Lions and replace Matthew Stafford because he is one of our superstars right now, but I think that's what this whole build has been about, and that's why I think I've seen us go through coaches quickly. I've seen us go through coaches slow. I just think that this culture change in this group needs the the fairness of a shake to get the full chance because frankly we're not gonna we're not gonna win next year. I don't care who you put in the in the the GM seat and the coach's seat. This team isn't gonna win next year or the year after if we switch this year. If we switch next year, they're not gonna win next year. It's just not gonna happen that way. And if they do, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a fluke and it'll get figured out like McVeigh and it'll be over. That's not what you want. You know, right? I, uh, I tell you what, the, the 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 toughest team that the Lions have to face is the Vikings because mm-hmm. they're pretty well even all the way across. Although well, this but, year might be a little different, lost some key personnel. But Green Bay, to me, they are the team that won every close game at the end that the Lions lost. I mean, yeah. you look at it, man. They have the exact opposite record that the Lions had, and what was it? Two games, even against Detroit. They lost, and you know we lost in the last seconds of their offense because our defense couldn't hold them back. And you flip that around, their offense was able to pull out a game at the end of the game that their defense couldn't hold back. Yep. So I, you know, it, they just happened to have the ball at the last. And I, I really feel that uh, uh, after everything's said and done, uh, Green Bay's coming back to mediocrity. The Minnesota's going to take a step. They're pretty solid, and Chicago is going to be nowhere, man. I, I don't care what anybody says. They got some. So it's it, it, it's taking. And, and you look I at can... the cap situation we had with this. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, with they just uh, okayed the idea of the future for the cap ramifications of the COVID problem they're going to have this year yeah. with the loss of revenue. So now GMs can figure out what to do. For not just this year, but on down the road, because otherwise, I tell you, man, there was going to be some quarterbacks that are going to be out of jobs because they're high price next year. Yeah. So now they can kind of recognize. I mean, you look at Philadelphia and a couple of other, you know, Cowboys. They were going to be. They, they were going to lose a lot of well, good personnel because 
stamp round. So and, and think about I it. Think now, compared to where we were, they were true. all they were all in a really really bad spot compared to where we were. Right. I mean, if you think about if yeah. if you have to take that kind of a cut that they were looking at, we were the we were one of the best teams prepared for that. And I think that's 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 yep. a, that's a key piece. You, you start cutting out thirty million dollars out of the cap, and we're in fine shape. We're playing with the team we got. Everybody else is cutting stars. Yeah. Yeah, we get real competitive. And you, you real fast. Are, yeah, you look look at what the the price is of, that that Stafford is playing for. I asked a guy on radio the other day, national radio series. I said, "Don't you think that some of these high priced quarterbacks are going to get? It's going to be a reset for the quarterback population of of their contracts." Well, he didn't think it was going to be any big deal, but I tell you what, I think a lot of GMs did, and they were scared. You look at Wentz. You look at Carr. You look at uh, uh, Dak Prescott with that huge franchise tag. You look at even Cousins over there. He's going to have to get his deals about done. And it was all guaranteed. And Rodgers even, you know, and what Green Bay just did in, the, in, in drafting a quarterback, uh, there will be a major shift with all those guys going to different places, maybe for lesser money. But it, 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 this, this saved them. But now Quinn is in a uh, – we, we thought that he was in good shape this spring – before COVID really hit, it's looking like he's in good shape for the next two or three years, mm-hmm. money-wise. Now we need to get the guys to play and get it get it together. And, you know, I don't know how things will work out as far as the season is concerned with the way things are, but it's got to be better than just three wins, especially as sharp as Stafford was last year. Dan Orlovsky put him in his top nine, and I bet he really got hammered over <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, don't get out of here, man. All right, buddy. Take care and have a great weekend. Thank See you, Brandon. Ya. Appreciate the call as always, brother. All right. There we go. That was Brandon. Got to get him to fill in. Um, anything you want to argue about, Case? Uh, no, I was just going to mention Kirk Cousins had a couple year extension done. Um, also, I agree that the Packers will probably regress a little bit. I mean, that's just that's normal for a team with that kind of uh, point differential to go backwards a step. Um, here I go relying too heavily on stats, <laughs> but just preaching, um, <laughs> yeah, I also think the Vikings might take a tiny step back this year, but uh, I also worry about them long-term now after they had such a monster draft, such a well-coached team. They draft well. They're so strong across the board. They've lost a couple guys. I, I could see I, them taking over the division for the foreseeable future. I see them taking a half step back and I see them still taking over. The division. That's kind of where, where I think things are with right. the Vikings. They're going to be still as as much as we talked about them falling off a cap cliff. They're managing it as, as you know pretty decent, and they've they've got a couple couple in the tank here, and they've they've gotten some great talent for cheap out of the out of the draft. So we'll see. But yeah, I think Green Bay. I'm is still not sure if they're going to ever contend for a Super Bowl under the you know yeah. in the near future, uh, because I think there are teams that are better. But I think their ceiling is lower. Than the team right, like the right. Lions, right? I think the Lions have a, a better, a higher ceiling, but they have a lower floor too. Right. Uh, I think the very, much. very solid middle kind of chunk is where the, the the Vikings are. So we'll see. All right, so that's it. We'll take your calls. Who's your all time least favorite Lions? I see Ernie Sims rolling by. Um, Matt Matt wants to come visit you. He's going to be driving through um, North Dakota. So when you see Northwood Guitar in your uh, on your Twitter here. case. Um, follow him so he can DM you. Uh, also, yeah, and you're drinking Lagunitas, right? Was I right when yeah. I saw that? Okay, they were wondering that in the chat as well, and yeah. I, I guessed it. 
Um, Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you can give us a call. Uh, 248-782-8384. Call us at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. And we'll talk about your least favorite Lions ever. In the meantime, I do have to talk about a great partner and who's getting better by the way our friends hey, thanks <laughs> no uh, our friends at diamond <laughs> cbd <laughs> um they've actually amped up and they're going to give us um some of their cbt cbd uh cream the lt lawrence taylor pain master cream um we're going to give it this is like a 200 dollar jar of cbd cream right and they're going to give us a jar for every post game show to give away this year Freaking crazy, awesome. right? What a, what a heck of a value. They're, they're actually really fun to work with. Cool dudes. Um, I, I picked up some more stuff, right? Because I want to... The one thing I always talk about is if we're not going to use something or try something or, or actively use it or don't believe in it, we're not going to talk about it on the show. It's, I've, I've, my research continues. Um, we, got, <laughs> we got these sour watermelon yum yum gummies that are absolutely delectable. <laughs> it's hard to stay like with a regular dose because you just want to kind of handful. They're great. I, they, I got this. I, I, I'm, they sent me this one actually. Uh, and I'll probably give it away here in the next couple bits. But uh, for those who do the vape, it's got the vape juice. CBDs, a little bit of a pain relief or insomnia fix that way. Um, got gummy bears. Then again, this paint. Now this this cream, I'm going to tell you, I was never big on this. I didn't believe in it because I just didn't see how is rubbing it on your skin going to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's you just inge- it's just a different method of ingestion. It really it, it does work. My wife said um, tendonitis in her thumbs and and been to the doctor a couple times, and it's always a massive hassle, and it's it's like. It's going to take like eight visits or six visits or something until they figure out. They've tried giving her pills. They've tried, you know, and, and nothing's really worked. And it's just such a hassle. It's not worth it to fix. I said, why don't you try this? Right. I'm going to get it. You're like getting arthritis. I think I want to try it. It's hard. I get a, I get a, I work in a restaurant. It's hard to yeah. hold tongs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me get you some. Um. So I, I, I said, look, you're going to be a tough customer because they've given you actual like over the counter, like not over the counter, like prescriptions to fix this stuff. So why don't you try this out? And she did it and she's, she's absolutely felt relief, found relief with this stuff. So I've used it on my knee since it's like half gone now because we've, we've gone crazy on, on every little ache and pain. And it's probably or whatever. <laughs> now we're like, Hey, just make it all go. I would have just, <laughs> just moistened that moisturize everything. It smells like a nice little menthol, not like Ben Gay menthol, but like a, a pleasant smell. Good stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. If you want to look at any of the relief, any of the products that they have, I do definitely find relief. My mother-in-law is why I started on this because she has severe back issues, spinal stenosis, and she needed something to relieve the pain. And as somebody who grew up in the reefer madness generation, she was willing to try even CBD at that time. I was like, okay, tell you what, let me make sure it's not just a big old jank and you're going to get ripped off. And now she, my wife and I are all firm believers. So if you go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, you'll support our sponsor who is supporting us and supporting you guys through these giveaways that we're putting together and uh, get all your, your needs that you want. So they're, they're great great company with great products or some of the stuff that's a little hokey on the market i have personally with my own dollars verified that uh diamond cbd at cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com are the guys to go with so there you go all right um let's see what else do we have eric ebron camp math tv rights i want to talk about that because i'm i'm I'm, go for it (laughs) i've given up too much information on 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 this i gotta figure out how i want to tell this story without outing anybody to any kind of issues so i know somebody at college who is i'm going to try to work out that they get the stream pass on the sunday ticket so that i can get 
the Lions games because they've closed the loopholes that I had. I had a VPN with somebody in Detroit where I could pop up and it looked like I was in Detroit and then I could open up my YouTube TV and watch the local Lions games. Then YouTube TV closed <clears> that. <throat> so I got PlayStation View, which then let me do that. And that was awesome. And then PlayStation View went out of business. So that went away. So I didn't have that streaming platform. I've tried some IP TV providers. The problem is, is they're not reliable. They just go off, you know, they just shut off all of a sudden and then you're done for a month and a half. And I just can't not watch a Lions game and still do a post game show, right? There's, there's a real gap there and right. being able to do what we want to do. So I need an absolute bulletproof a, a way to see these games. And uh, we were talking about it in the Slack and it just got me thinking, right? And I, like I said, I'm going to try to do that. If anybody has a way that they can rather than the like the 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 streams and stuff because those are such a mess to try to get to work on game day they work and then they don't and you miss stuff and you all that if anyone has a way that they can help me out with getting these lions games down in tampa i would really really appreciate it. it's it got to be some kind of streaming thing i think i can make my my vpn work and be in detroit but it'd be better if i didn't have to <clears throat> if i could like if I, if someone had a sunday ticket subscription i could use or something like that their streaming ca- capabilities on something that they want to share i would really really appreciate it i'm i'm kind of Stretch thin on making this work right now. So anyway, okay, got all that going on. The TV rights is a big thing, right? We talked about the cardboard fans and the stands that I, I'm dying to go see, and I'm going to go look at that after the show here. But the idea that, you know, there's nobody in the stands, it makes me worry that they're going to make it more expensive and harder to see these games. You know what I mean? I Because they can say... They can say, "Look, there's, you know, we've we've got a we've got a a, a lock on the market. demand there's, is yeah. in, increasingly high at the moment. Exactly. So yeah, that I can, yeah, yeah, and and the NFL can say, well, we're just trying to make up for lost ticket revenue, right? You don't want the the salary cap to go down and your favorite players to get cut. I mean, that's how you build piracy, though. I mean, exactly. we've seen that happen time and time and time again to so many different industries. I mean, that's how the music industry ended up, you know, collapsing in on itself in the first place. Yeah, I mean, look look at me, right? I'm looking for any way." I can to see this and I want it, I want to be absolutely legal but yeah. they're just making it impossible I, I I I I did the direct TV and the uh the Sunday ticket but guess what I'm in Florida and it rains there was there I barely got to see before Irma came through I barely got to see the Lions game through the <laughs> I'm just trying to relax before the, the the terror starts right between the rain fade on the on the satellite and, and why am I going to spend 375 million dollars on this on this to have first off stupid direct TV and then the ticket on top of it on games they're going to rain fade on me and I can't even watch them anyway that's that's a, that's a bullshit bullshit deal right i mean that's just a ripoff so now they force you into a position where you got to try to do something else and you got to find a different way to get at at the content that you you want and you need and you're willing to pay for i'm willing to pay for it but not not two thousand dollars a year right (laughs) that's right yeah so so anyway that's that what do i mean what do you think i see see guys talking about the uk game pass getting a vpn europe and that kind of stuff and that's something too i've thought about it i for me it doesn't feel like I'm going to be able to guarantee every week is going to work. And that's with, with the post game show. That's what I absolutely need, right? I need a 100% solution 100% of the time, which is generally got to be some kind of version of a legal solution, right? Well, I, I'm hoping that I have most Sundays off this year. Um, I'm finally at a place with my job where it'll be my third year there. And I, I can, I can start asking for things like that. Oh, nice. uh, and there's a bar within walking distance, a sports bar within walking distance of, of my new place. I just moved in, moving in with my girlfriend. So like, I, that's probably my answer to the solution, no, but no. you know what? In case I will find <laughs> a way, the problem. I will find a way to get you from me to you 
Once I get it, I can get it oh, wherever. Well, so but I mean, I, I want to go to the bar, bar and you watch it. Like exorbitant <laughs> bar prices. <laughs> it's pretty home. divey. It's pretty divey. It's not expensive there. So you get home from the bar and do the show. <laughs> so anyway, all right, or, or maybe we'll do a Fargo one, a Fargo Brewing remote. That'd be cool. That would be fun. Would they still do it? Would they? Do they still have a place where where we could set up? Yeah, that would be. That would. That would be interesting. I'll tell you. Okay, so that that's an interesting concept. Let me throw another concept out there because we kicked this around in the Slack a little bit. Um, what if we did a Super Bowl party? Since the Super Bowl is in Tampa next year, what if we just did a Super Bowl party? Since we couldn't do the the training camp party, how many people? I know we have a bunch of people in Tampa. How many people would be willing to hang out in Tampa in February? I know it's such a drag compared to Detroit. Um, and hang out during Super Bowl week. Maybe maybe you can go to the Super Bowl. That's great. If not, we'll just have a big party. We'll, we'll corner a bar and just get a bunch of people together and have some fun. If you're interested in that, let me know. I think we could probably put a couple of events together, a couple of things together in line with the Super Bowl. Some of our Rolodex friends make some things work where we can uh, get some access, maybe some tickets or stuff to give away. If you guys are interested. Uh, so hit us up in the comments or, you know, in the subreddit. That's a great way to let us know if you'd be interested in doing a party like that. And if we get enough interest from folks and people kind of light up about it, we'll... Uh, we'll I just got your request, man. There you go. Or your your added you I just got that you added me on Twitter anyway. There you go. All right, let's, uh, TV rights. Okay, let's get into. God, I gotta talk about this fantasy football. Fantasy football case. Case is playing against you guys this year, so so cinch up, cinch up your. Uh, oh, what is that called? Your coxswain? <laughs> <laughs> no, your. Uh, oh, oh. Codpiece. Codpiece. Thank you. <laughs> I have one within within like two arms length of me right now from my, my my Robin Hood costume. I, so I, I don't want to know. <laughs> is like an evil term, right? <laughs> Since up your coxswain until he screams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cinch up your cod piece. Fantasy football is in the menu. You can play against Case. You can play against I. We got some good stuff going on. You can join. Go to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com and get get in. You know it's our big, biggest fundraiser of the year. You can big win big money. Uh, we've got the uh, Pro Pick'em, which is the big pool of money. We also got the fantasy football leagues, and we've got. I think it's like thirty three to forty percent of everyone who plays is gonna win a prize this year so down to a t-shirt so there's some good stuff there a lot of fun uh join us fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com and i guarantee there'll be a season because if there's not i guarantee you will get a refund of your money okay uh but like i said it's our biggest fundraiser it's one of the things that helps pay for the servers and everything else that we use to do all this stuff with so thank you everybody who who joins the fantasy football reserve your seat now um okay i want to talk about it i was gonna grab it (laughs) you're gonna grab the cod piece uh so i want to talk about chris burke found something interesting uh sharp football um they had a 2020 uh, football preview and i'm gonna i'm gonna read this okay because he, he tweeted it out and you know, again head to head you know shout out to chris burke at the athletic love love their stuff you can if you if you look you can always find a discount but if you don't subscribe to the athletic you need to go get it they have really really great quality stuff uh anyway okay so he points this out part of it had to do with their play selection on first down and this is the preview of the lions and it's kind of a review portion of that it wasn't in just these three games either weeks one through nine despite matthew stafford leading the nfl with 9.5 yards per attempt in the first half the Lions came out of the locker room and ran the ball on 60% of the first down play calls. This is a rate well above what the Lions ran in first downs in the first half. These runs gained a terrible 2.7 yards per carry and produced a 25% success rate. 
What in the world were we thinking? And why did we not adjust? Why did we come out and run low percentage plays when we had a, a quarterback who could sling that ball for miles and do it successfully? Why, why, why? Case, can you explain? Well, I have a couple theories. Um, it's possible that they wanted to instill that type of thing, knowing full well that that was going to be the emphasis of their offseason in terms of um, the moves they were going to make, you know, turning the offensive line further and further into a run blocking offensive line um, and, and spending high draft capital on a running back um, to continue to try to take pressure off of Matthew Stafford. And, and, and in, in, by doing it that way, and for the year, the guys who are still around on the offensive line um, and, and running backs are more familiar with that system. Uh, if they, I, and then, I mean, to cap it all off, Stafford's injury, I feel like at that point they want to double down on, on trying to emphasize that because they want to keep him healthy. And, and they do, they do want to make him throw the ball less. I mean, I in a perfect world. But the thing is, is you're seeing it's not working. Right. Well, it wasn't working last year with the personnel they had. Right. So but why you improve the why personnel weeks one through nine, the same thing happened with no adjustment. Right. This is the kind of thing you expect them to see and say, no, 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 no. this is, this isn't, we're going to change this because it's obviously not working. I, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying there isn't cause for concern. I I'm just saying that I, in, I have a theory that perhaps maybe, that was their mindset. And they knew full well that this, you know, especially after Stafford went down, but even before Stafford went down, they knew that this season wasn't likely to be their super successful seasons. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, a carry on Johnson, who I think they were hoping, you know, would have a better health issue. He went down. So then you're working with, you know, your backup running backs and, and you, but you still want to, I don't know, there's a philosophy at play and I don't know if it's the right philosophy, but it's, a philosophy. <laughs> I think, I think that was what they're trying to do. Also, I, while I agree that it didn't work super well, and while it did lead to those situations where the, the lions, you know, were stagnant in the second half, if they can improve on, if they can improve through, you know, practice and repetition, which is essentially, if you want to talk about the whole ha- last half of last season as basically practice for the, um, for the, the players roster. who are still going to be around and for the coaches mm-hmm. who are still going to be around. Um, if you can, and uh, uh, if you can make that work, then that system is, you know, a viable or at least a well, well, known, you know, uh, uh, strategy to, you know, run the ball down their throats in the second half when you have a lead, obviously that didn't work for us. And I also don't know that it's my favorite philosophy because I think keeping your foot on the gas is, is, you know, I prefer that. Um, but I also don't know, you know, I don't know if this is Daryl Bethel's like MO from going way back because I also know that Russell Wilson had a tendency late in games to have to take over and do things. Right. And, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're what to establish expect the run whether we seen... win or lose is a bad, right. bad idea. Right. Right. We've seen a lot of different things out of Daryl Bevel, I think, over his career. So I wouldn't necessarily assume that just because we saw it this year and just because we saw it the whole year doesn't necessarily mean that's what we'll see going forward. All right. A um, couple things. Terry Fair as the least favorite Lions player. That was, that's a great one. I forgot all about Terry Fair. I don't know who I that don't is. Know if that's a repressed memory or what. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about. 
the running back position really quick because we talked about carry on and his injury and he's got a, he's got a significant injury history. Um, I don't I don't like the the concept of somebody being injury prone, right? Unless they're mal sized for their position. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they miss leg days <laughs> and they're on the line. Bad, bad, bad recipe for for injury. Right. Um, just that kind of stuff. I, I just I, I, I don't want to see guys that aren't aren't built for the position. Carry on. Johnson is the right size, right? Build for the position that he plays and how he plays it. So the idea of, of him being injury prone, I don't know that I necessarily buy that piece. And you can you can disagree with me. But the question we got and this came out of the chat is, is he the go to guy? For, is he the number one running back? Is he the the workhorse, or do you think it's Swift coming in and uh, he's going to he's going to take control of that ball out of the backfield to start the season? Well, I think having no preseason, it's absolutely carry on. Yeah, and I think that this coaching staff and has proven that they're you know they're willing to stick with the conservative you know start the veteran over the rookie until the rookie comes along and proves himself. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the rookie is going to prove himself. I think it's going to be a true running back. I do too, and committee. I'd be surprised if Carrion doesn't finish the year in at least a 50-50 split, if not leaning towards Swift. I think Carrion would have to seriously get back to, you know, uh, the the um, impact that he had as a rookie to maintain that role, I think. Yeah. I, I think what we're going to see is game one is going to be the whole preseason wrapped up in a single game. That's that's yeah. really what it is. It's going to be all the 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 bubble guys. You're going to see guys in the bottom of the roster playing at certain points in that first game. This year, oh, speaking of the it. bottom of the roster, hold on, let me finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, but there's a little piece of news we need to. Okay, yeah, I think we're we're going to see a lot of the guys at the bottom of the roster see game time and their only chance to win themselves a role or get bounced for somebody else to try them on for size. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of the new rules of practice squad and other things, I think that's what I was going to say. It's sixteen players now. Yep, a lot of flexibility for teams. I think you're going to see Swift get hit either, you know, I think Carrion Johnson is the plan right now with the idea that Swift can come in and take that. Uh, I think running back by committee, we're going to see a gen, a real committee. And I think we're going to see multitudes, uh, multiplicity on, on multiple running backs on the field at the same time, right? To help mix things up and in different positions, slots and so on. I think the, these things are going to, going to add to, to what we have. But in game one, I think carry on is going to be the workhorse and you're going to see them feeling out these other guys to determine what they can bring in a game situation. So what we see in game one, I would not say is going to be indicative of what the rest of the Lions season looks like as far as players and plays and attacks and so on. Yeah, I completely agree with that. All right. Wow, we're covering the chat. We're covering what we got. What else do we have? We got fanatics. Don't forget, you want all your Lions gear. If you want a sexy visor like I got here or any of the other Lions, you want your Michigan, Michigan State, you want your Red Wings, you want your can't wait to not wait, base, wait, watch baseball stuff. Uh, it's all available. College stuff is available at fanatics.detroitlinespodcast.com. Check it out. Get all your good stuff there. And also, anytime you want to shop at Amazon, pick up all that great stuff. Go to amazon.detroitlinespodcast.com. We'll take you straight to the site. Just throws a little cookie to let them know that we sent you and they give us a kickback every time you do that. Whew. That's all the bullet points, Case. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? Any other topics? No, I think I'm good. Hey, Don from France. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, I'm going to do a quick scan on the questions. If anyone wants to drop one really quick in the chat, we'll uh, we'll get that together. Um, Matt confesses he's Peyton Manning, by the way. Sure. Um, 
stud pass rusher. Yeah, he shows, he shows up here. Sean, um, I'll just say Sean now, but I guess it's, it's in the chat. So Sean Lake, he's, he says the only star I want at this point is a stud pass rusher of some sort, someone who can affect the offense at every play, even if it's double teams. I think we're going to get a little bit of that out of Flowers, but I think we need one more. I think you're right. A guy to really, really kind of pound that in there and get that done. So, All right. I think that covers it, my friends. I think we've got a show. Thank you all for joining us. Remember, show needs your involvement. Get on over to the subreddit. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show, how we can do better, how how you can be involved, because it is your show. Remember, it's a community show, and the community needs to help us make it better. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there as little as a dollar a month. We'll get you some access to the chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, plus the beer chat, the... The, the stocks chat. We've got all kinds of different rooms of, of great conversations going on. It's a really, really great group of people. That little barrier of money makes the trolls go away. It's great. It just shows you how small people really are. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, join it and you'll get access to that. It's a great time. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash uh, the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed during the countdown, our $20 and above sponsors get that uh, get that special screen space where we give them a big thank you. You can get your name there too, so don't forget. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast is the very best place to see Case. Making steaks for dinner. Oh, nice. Tube steak. It gets called via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your pants or your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show 